Hello. Greetings, home skillet. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Okay. All right. It's time. It is time for the podcast. PlayStation is thirsty. They email me every day now. About what? Anything. Just, mm. hey, did you get this accessory? Hey, we have this whole PlayStation Plus collection. Hey, thank you for buying a PlayStation 5. I mean, I, I get it. Hey, where are the rest of the PlayStation 5s? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's still trying to find his. Oh, yeah. I keep sending him that queue, that PlayStation queue thing that they're doing, but yeah. that's the only thing I've seen. That and COVID tests, man. It's long lines for everything. Yep. yep, yep. Oh, don't forget food banks. Also, food banks. Indeed. Yeah, we're living in hell. We are. We are. Yeah. And it feels it feels so like just callous to brag about getting a PlayStation or a Xbox or a phone or anything like that right now, just because everybody else is like, "Oh shit, I may be homeless next week," and it's like, "Well, fucking Spider Man's great." Yeah. You know. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Fuck. Could happen. <laughs> Could happen. I was looking at uh, this uh, medicine thing, and uh, it was like, oh, how much is it on birth? Or, uh, uh, it, how much is it on uh, insurance? Mm-hmm. Nothing free. How much is it without? $150. Oh, that's okay. All. Okay. So, another prime example of why America is ridiculous. Yep. Speaking of prime examples, I saw Amazon is, uh, yeah. Amazon (laughs) is supposed to be selling uh, prescription drugs now in some markets. Really? If you you, uh, try to buy it without insurance, they're supposed to, they shave like a big chunk of money off in some cases. Really? Yeah. Interesting. My, My concern about that is it seems like a great temporary solution, but when this begins to like actually pick up steam you know who knows if they're going to continue those price levels or if everything's going to be available to you when you need it at least at a pharmacy you know it's like you can walk in if they don't have the medicine they know who to call they know who to reach out to yeah you know so yeah i get uh i get decent deal deals through uh walgreens because they have like a a walgreens card Mm -hmm. like a, a savings prescription card Plus, yeah. you get, um, uh, what's it called, uh, generic stuff. So, that helps. I think I told you this before, but it was it was, um, it was was a good moment when uh, the pandemic had just begun. I went into Walgreens to get my medicine because that was before they had waived fees for delivery and everything. Right. So, I actually physically went in there and uh, one of the, um, <laughs> one of the, uh, the pharmacy techs was like, look, I have some coupons here that might save you some cash. You ended up giving me my inhaler for free. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was yeah, very, very appreciative of that. Yeah. I've, I've gotten not, not necessarily free, but saving a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely helpful. And if anyone out there is like questioning that, whether you have insurance or not, ask them because they, they might not necessarily think to offer it or whatever, but like, there are sometimes things they can do. That's a good point. I mean, I've gotten um, like coupons like that from my doctor before, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that the, the pharmacy techs might have something, too. It's, yeah. you know, never feel ask. bad about asking for that sort of thing, especially with medicine. It's all, 
you know, it's also overpriced anyway. I mean, yeah, the cost of production. Nice about it, but you have to be nice in every situation, no matter what. Like in that, like you know, you don't want to be a dick to someone work, especially right now. Like yeah, yeah. You know? And and when it comes to stuff like that, it's not like you can take your business elsewhere. In most cases, it's just like, well, I need my medicine. I gotta breathe. So yeah, uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a situation where um, I had to call up a doctor and uh, I was talking to the receptionist or whatever. And I was saying like, yeah, so I am i don't have insurance. So in this situation, I'm going to pay out of pocket. And he was like, oh, OK, well, we can set you up with this person instead who's half the price. And I was like, seriously? Like mm-hmm. that that's a setup you guys have there? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do that instead. Like as long as that's OK with you. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So, we like, you know, it's the same type of situation where they offered it, and I was like, I didn't even know that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wild, just the the disparity of, of pricing when it comes to yeah. insurance versus not having insurance. Like, my, um, my regular asthma inhaler, the one that I take every other day to live, uh, would yeah. cost me $300 out of pocket. Yeah. And this is an inhaler that in, in the worst case scenario, you can go through it like in two weeks. Right. 300 bucks every couple of weeks. I mean, that's wild, man. Just thinking about the the amount of people that really have to like do the math and figure out what to cut out of their lives just to be able to breathe yeah. and shit. And then if you lose it, oh, my God. Imagine imagine if we uh, didn't have to worry about our healthcare being linked to our jobs, what would we do? What would we like? What, what kind of jobs would we pursue? How many small businesses would we open? Mm -hmm. How many, you know, independent things would we go after artists, all of those things? Yeah. Like, uh, that's, I mean, there's so much more to life, but because we live in this country, the way that it's set up, I was actually talking about this on, um, so it's actually out now. I was on Ravens again, the mm. Ravens podcast, uh, mm. talking about One Tree Hill. But like that episode that we watched dealt with healthcare in America. Yeah. And it was dealing with like character gets in a car accident and then they have to pay for it. And they're the hosts of that show are in the UK. So I was like, does this make any sense to you guys? And they were like, well, we know that like health insurance is expensive over there. And then they were guessing, like, oh, how much would it cost? And it was, like, I think they were guessing, like, you know, I can't remember because it's been a few weeks since we recorded, but it was, like, a couple, like, hundred dollars, a thousand dollars or whatever, like, because they just don't have to pay mm. for that stuff. And I was, like, oh, no, 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 no. It's way more than that. Like, think more, like, based on what happened to this character, it's probably, like, thirty thousand dollars or something like that yeah it was it was so fascinating to talk to them they they just don't have to worry about that because they have the national health care system right you know and, and with us i know we spoke about adam ruins everything previously and it it, it yeah. has always been one of the things that has confused me the most and it still doesn't make sense but at least it it, it adds up in a way now after he broke down the fact that since most americans do have Healthcare of some sort uh, through their job, or of course through the Affordable Care Act and everything. Now, what uh, hospitals do, and you know, uh, medical providers do, 
they jack up the price of the product in order to recoup their cost from the insurance companies. So it's just like a fucking vicious cycle of, of just people screwing each other over. Yeah. Um, I mean, medicine should not be for profit like it this. It shouldn't be, no. You know, I mean... I mean, cosmetic, maybe. I don't know. I guess, like, we can get into the weeds of that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. discussion down the line. But any form of essential medicine, mental health, dentist, I all... Like, no. No. It should just be, like, contracts and so, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. We're, we're obviously not going to be the people to solve it on our show, but... I get yes, what you're saying. Yes, yes, that's that's the end right there. The final episode, we're going to solve the healthcare crisis. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you guys that's know. It. <laughs> that's how you know it's the end. We yep. fixed it, gang. Just like Gilmore Girls, they knew exactly what the last phrase was going to be. We're going to solve the healthcare crisis in our final oh, episode. You remember that reference that I made a while back? That's very sweet. Coming back around. See. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, folks, thank you for tuning in once again. I hope everybody is doing okay. I hope all of you are uh, taking your medicine as you need to. I hope you're all drinking your water, walking as much as you can, you know, wearing your masks, of course. And definitely wear your fucking mask. Wear your fucking mask. But while you're doing any of those things, I hope that you uh, tuned in to the second half of our crossover with Be Your Scary Best that we published last week because... Guys, it was so much fun having Brad and Ashley on the show. Uh, I'm sorry, I always get that backwards. Bradley and Ash. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but it was so much fun having them on the show. And everybody seemed to really enjoy that episode, too. Everybody I spoke to uh, really got a kick out of that episode in particular. So yeah. thank you guys for listening, as always. Those numbers are looking real good right now. So It's just fun. It was yeah. so much fun to record that. Mm-hmm. I love them both. Uh, yeah, and then I was just listening to their newest episode. They just covered Saw. Yeah. Uh, came out yesterday? Today? I don't know. Monday I can't remember which day it came out. But uh, I I just like I was just listening to that earlier. I was like, oh, my God, this is so fascinating. Because they're covering these movies that are in the early 2000s right now. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, early 2000s horror films, and I just haven't uh, quite a few of them I haven't revisited in years, yeah. and they were also very influential on me because I was a kid when they came out. So I'm like listening to it again. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting revelation for you know some of these where I'm like, oh, this might just be like a memory nostalgia type of thing. Yeah. Like I know they talked about the ring fairly recently as well. Yeah. And that's an interesting episode too. That was. And even before that episode, I tried to go back and watch the ring, uh, you know, during, during the COVID times, uh, looking uh-huh. for entertainment. And I'm like, man, this movie is slow and everybody's kind of yeah. dumb and it's boring. Like I got it high feels like a short film almost. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just dragged like out. It should have been, it should in like 15 minutes or something like seven days bitch maybe three you know maybe four <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up yeah that was the problem the seven days was the problem <laughs> like shit we gotta fill a whole week all right uh yeah. maybe a love triangle i don't know something happens to the kids sure why not all right yeah why not who cares <laughs> yeah so that was a lot of fun definitely 
Love yeah, that. yeah. I really am curious, um, and I know this isn't the season nor the podcast to discuss this sort of thing, but it crosses my mind sometimes. Like, what's what's a good horror film that's legitimately spooky and also has a good story? Just people not doing stupid shit in a in a house that they don't belong in. Like, you know, there's certain allowances we make for horror films, and I get it. It's it's the whole industry. It's how it works. But man, right. I would love uh, just a, a, a crack smart person <laughs> just to run yeah. just to run the court. You know, I thought The Conjuring was really well done. Okay, just okay. off the top of my head, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Uh, Alien, the original Alien. Yeah, especially since she was kind of thrust into that just waking up. Like I know, right? I couldn't handle that much just waking up, especially out of hibernation. No, I'm dysfunctional for like two hours at least. (laughs) She didn't even have any coffee. Yeah. Maybe maybe she did. I know they had some type of cereal or gruel or something, but yeah. Yeah, it was gruel. That was it. (laughs) That's what they have in space. Yes, space gruel. Space gruel, yes. Um, What was that one? uh, Not hide and seek. Was it hide and seek with with, with, uh, Samira Weaving? Ready or not. That's what it was called. Yes. Yeah. That was good. She was pretty smart. Uh, I it, it didn't scare me though. No. Yeah. That's See, the that's hard the part. Other, that's the other half of the equation too. Yeah, you got to yeah. be spooked. And but Alien did scare me. Alien was a spooky. kid. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Final Girl. I don't know if you've seen that. It came out in 2015. I haven't. Okay. No. Yeah. That's a pretty good one too. Um, the 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 main protagonist does seem uh, kind of smart and. I mean, it's it's white dudes trying to have their way with a town of white girls. So I I just remember the last the last like movie that I remember seeing in theaters or whatever that scared the shit out of me was The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I thought the story was good too, but you know it is like a it was it was Amityville meets The Exorcist. So. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were going to say Amityville meets X-Men. I was like, what, dude? Yes, I want to see that. <laughs> uh, have you seen the movie when I was explain like I was explaining that to you? But, like, have you seen The Conjuring? I have, but okay. that's, that's kind of a problem with me, where a lot of these movies kind of run into each other, so I kind of forget, uh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's that one. Or I think I've seen this. Mm, well, let's see what Netflix says with the cue. Let's see how that red bar looks. Right. <laughs> if you have that question, then it doesn't fit what you're describing. Exactly. At least not to you. Right. I mean, the original Halloween is still great, especially considering like how low budget it was, mm-hmm. the timing and everything like that. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was smart for the most part. I mean, when she came back in those other Halloween movies, she was definitely... That's, that's different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's almost not fair, you know, to come back... Happened oh, to, dude! You know we're forgetting Get Out. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Get Out is scary and very smart, mm-hmm. very well written. Yeah, that's true. That is true. They're not doing dumb shit. Like you, <laughs> when you think when you think someone's doing something dumb in that movie, yeah, it it turns on you. That's true. That is true. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess there's that could be a whole subgenre in, in and of itself, but. You know, like I said, this ain't the podcast. This is our podcast. We're here to talk about. <laughs> it is, but we talk about whatever we want. That's right. So. That's right. Comes back around. <laughs> yes. All right. I want to start with some good news tonight. 
I want to start yep. with the fact that there are at least two vaccines that are very promising on the horizon right now for uh, for COVID yes. relief. And this has happened since we last recorded, which exactly. is crazy. That is amazing that this is coming around like this. So, of course, you know, everybody's bummed out because they're going to miss Thanksgiving with their families. Bummed out, to say the least. You know, this is I mean, we're going to miss Christmas, too, guys. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it real. Yeah. But, you know, you're doing the right thing. So I'm yeah. applauding those of you who are social distancing and finding other ways to spend time with family and friends, uh, you know, creatively social distancing, because, you know, that's fair. You got to do what you got to do. Um, right. But let's talk about these these uh, these vaccines that we've heard about. So the first one I heard about was from Pfizer. And yes. we heard that that one's uh, what is it, 90 percent effective at this point. Yes. The Pfizer vaccine is 90 percent effective. Right. So. Uh, I've listened to quite a few podcasts on this. I'm reading articles on it as well. Mm -hmm. They were hoping um, for a vaccine with, they were thinking best case scenario with these particular types of vaccines that they've been working on, referring to like Moderna and Pfizer, um, that it would have a 50 to 60% efficiency rate. Mm -hmm. That would help a lot. Like that rate would help a lot, uh, especially if we get enough people vaccinated with it and everything like that. Uh, this they did not expect at all. So 90% for the full context, and then Moderna was 94 point something. Moderna's maybe? 94, but that, that was the one that we just heard about like yesterday. But the, yes. one, the one before that was one out of Russia called like, what was it, Sputnik or something like that? Sputnik was was a while ago. Okay. That they've they've talked about that for a little while now, and I think they're actually deploying that and everything. Wow. Then Pfizer is a German vaccine. Yeah. Um and and now Moderna, which I don't know where Moderna is based out of. I do know if I'm not mistaken, Moderna is in Operation Warp Speed to try to get this vaccine through. Yeah. Uh, Pfizer refused to take money for that. They did. And, you know, Knucklehead's still trying to take claim for it. But that's not what we're here right. for. We're here for the good well, news. Well, they so, did that specifically to to avoid being political. So I think it was a wise move. That being said, if they took the money to help them out, I don't care at this point. Like, Yeah, I'm saying, you know, I mean, he doesn't in my book, he doesn't get credit for it anyway, because he's not sitting up there with a fucking like pad and a pen in the lab, like coming up with fresh lyrics and beats and shit trying to make this shit work no he's sitting there on twitter whining like a little bitch because he lost the election yeah i don't know who we're talking about but yeah you know um i mean he's not even really worth the anger anymore no it's not. he's just dust in the fucking wind isn't he that's right but the best thing about moderna is it wasn't just it wasn't just because of Project Warp Speed. There were right. a lot of uh, there were a lot of funding sources that contributed to the success of this. One of which was very surprising, but yes. on brand. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Dolly Parton. <laughs> I stand. I hate that word, you that can, term, but I, I stand her. I do too. But you know what? For the first time, this is an exclusive, everybody. For the first yes. time, I stand Dolly Parton. Won't Dolly do it, y'all? Won't yes. Dolly do it? Yeah, she gave a million dollars to the Moderna 
uh, while the uh, vaccine being developed. <laughs> it was great because amazing. she had this whole press thing going anyway. Like this is completely unrelated to anything else she's. I swear on. to God, Jolene, if you try to take her man, <laughs> I will fuck your shit up. I will fuck your shit up. Don't you come for her man. You got to go through me first. Jolene, you hear me, Jolene? You, know, you hear me? Yeah. You fucking bitch. <laughs> that goes for no. Miley too. Stop fucking with your with your, Don't with you your dare. godmother. Don't you dare come for Dolly. You come no. for Dolly. You're going to have to go through us. <laughs> That's right. <You're- laughs> oh, man. So check it out. So the Dolly Parton COVID-19 Research Fund, her team came to her and said, hey, Dolly, do you want to do something with this? And she said, I sure do. And, yep. you know, she just happened to be on the Today Show today promoting her, her uh, holiday film that's coming out. And Which it I want to watch because it's Dolly. I mean, support Dolly, y'all, you know. And then Every. stream Dolly. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. That's right. <laughs> Buy copies of 90, 9 to 5 at full price on Amazon. Do what you got to do. Show Miss Parton some love because she coming. Look. A lot of celebrities have had a lot of bullshit to say, both positive and negative, about what's going on. Dolly moves in secret. She puts the money out there and she lets her actions speak for her. She didn't come on TV today to brag about that. No, she was promoting that movie. And it just so happened that the news broke that she was involved because somebody was looking through the uh, looking through the funding uh, notes mm-hmm. and, a, and a doctor found like is really Dolly Parton? <laughs> like no, this is someone else named Dolly Parton. No, it's the legitimate Dolly Parton. So no, it is Dolly Parton. We owe her for her 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 philanthropy with the uh, with the free books for children, uh, for Dollywood for nine to five, both the song and the film. Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer, the TV series, and now. This COVID vaccine, y'all. The most now she's gonna save the fucking world. Holy shit! Like the most successful out of the COVID vaccines. Dolly had a hand in that, y'all. You, you yeah. Won't so, Dolly do it? That's all I'm saying. So, some more context on the efficiency of this vaccine. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like people hear 90 percent and they're like, "Oh, that's really good, right? Like that's mm-hmm. good. It's 90 percent effective." You're like, "Okay, that's an A, right? Like that's an A. Like you scrape by." This. That's what that that number in that 90 percent range, yeah. 90 and above, whatever, that would be on par with some of the most successful vaccines we have ever created in history. That's like right. measles. Like this is unbelievable. This would be more effective than the flu vaccine. Way more effective. The flu vaccine is constantly. To, well, the, uh, let me rephrase that. The flu vaccine has to change because the flu mutates and Evolves, everything like that. Yeah. It's just a really difficult virus to deal with. Thankfully, mm-hmm. they've been able to create these vaccines. The other nice thing about uh, this particular situation is the Moderna vaccine is much easier to transport than and store. Oh, than the yeah. Pfizer vaccine. you're right. We completely glossed over that detail. So, yes. yeah, the Pfizer one would have to be refrigerated at sub-zero temperatures at all times with a window of, I think they said like a minute, two minutes or something like that, that it can be exposed to just like the regular environment. Well, it also it, has to defrost, I believe, for a half hour. Man, yeah. Ahead so, of time. And it's two shots. I do not know how many shots the Moderna vaccine is. I'm assuming more than one, though. Yeah. So, yeah, the scheduling and everything would be just it'd be almost impossible to get right for the general public. No, that's not, I mean, that's not true, Ellen. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, they, they can do it. 
Yeah. This is weird. Sorry, my computer is Uh-oh. being very strange right now. I don't like that. Huh. I don't even remember opening this tab. Whoa. That's weird. I upgraded to the new software, so like the new Mac software. Oh, mm-hmm. So it's very strange. Anyway, um, I'm going to see if the Moderna vaccine, if it's more than one shot, if we know that yet. Yeah. Uh, but the big thing is, so like... We need multiple vaccines. We just have so many people that we have to vaccinate that we're going to need multiple vaccines. We're going to be running. I mean, the way that we're testing COVID right now, the drive up, how people wait in line for that, that's how they're going to end up vaccinating, too. Hmm. Like, there's no way they're going to have a normal like Walgreens is not going to vaccinate you for COVID. That's not going to happen. It's going to be like all hands on deck. Like a war, we're going to, you know, take we're going to set up stations for this, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'd imagine uh, how L.A. has uh, what's it called? Uh, Dodger Stadium set up for testing. Mm-hmm. Dodger Stadium will become the place where you go to get your shot. Like that's how this is going to have to go because there's no I, I can't see us vaccinating millions of people any other way. No, no. Well, you know, early on in the pandemic, they had the drive-through testing and stuff like that. But that was kind of a natural leisure thing even then. So, I mean, thankfully, it's not up to us to figure it out. But hopefully, by the time these vaccines begin to roll out, we have some adults at the fucking table who can yes. actually figure out how to get it done. I'm, I'm glad. I'm pleased as punch that Fauci is still involved. You know, I, he keeps getting threatened to be fired, but... He's still very much involved uh, for the most part uh, in, in these conversations. So that's Moderna says they're ready to ship 20 million doses Shit. by the end of the year. Get these frontline workers shot up, yes, y'all. That's the big thing. They got to get the, the frontline workers. Exactly. And I mean, it, not only is it is it sensible, but it's, it's <laughs> deserved. Jesus Christ. Both vaccines require two shots given several weeks apart. Wow. That's another thing, too. We're going to have to coordinate how many weeks in between shots. Right, right. So, you know, I, I do wonder, you know, the, the pessimistic side of me, the anti-vaxxers, how are they reacting to this? I wonder if they're going to be steadfast in their anti-vax uh, mindset. I literally tweeted about this because I saw someone saying it, that they're saying oh, that they're, they're putting microchips in it. Yeah, they're not believing it. Yeah, okay. If we get enough people... Though, like, enough people are fucking smart and will yeah. vaccinate and are scared of this thing. You know, I, I mean, the anti-vax people, I, there's nothing we can do about it. It's I, it's like people that are still drinking this Kool-Aid. Like, I was reading this, uh, this nurse talking about how she, I think it was South Dakota. I could be wrong about that. But um, it was, New, I believe it was a New York Times article. It was either New York Times or Washington Post. And she was talking about how she's working in a rural area and people are literally dying of COVID under her care. And they are denying that COVID is real up until they die. (sighs) Yeah. And, you know, I I am very tired of seeing that story as well. Just, oh, people had a party. 18 of them came down with COVID. Now they're begging you. They're begging you to believe that it's real. Okay. No. I, I, yeah, feel, I, I feel bad for human suffering. I feel bad that anyone's going through it. Let me just say that. 
I just yeah. It's like the fucking okay, all right, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like every Aesop fable you've ever heard before. You know, pick your favorite. We're in just a such a strong anti-science um, movement, for lack of a better word, right now. Resurgence, yeah. I don't know. That everything is difficult to do. I feel like it's everything not even. Is... You can't even really say it's anti-science anymore. It's just anti-personal. <laughs> responsibility you know it, it was bad enough when when everybody heard that the masks uh only kept others from catching it if you had it that wasn't right. good enough for people now they've come back and said oh yeah the masks actually do prevent you from getting it so yeah you'll see more you know red hats fucking wearing masks now because it, it so, affects them I, I, no 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 i agree i i think that when I say anti-science, I, I am largely talking about, I mean, look, there, it's multiple things. It's also climate change. It's all of these things are are, be, are really fucked up right now and we're dealing with it. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, there's a lack of compassion as well. Mm-hmm. In addition to not believing fact and reality, you just don't care about people. And that's the part that scares me. Like, I mean... The people that don't believe in fact, I'm not saying it doesn't alarm me, but when you just flat out don't care about the well-being of others, like this entire thing of like, you know, liberal tears and like make them cry and all this. I'm like, what is like that? That is demented. That's that's on another level that I can't understand. I can understand a person going I don't understand this climate change stuff. This doesn't make sense to me. Like I can understand someone going, this doesn't make sense to me. So I don't think it's real more than I can understand someone saying, fuck your feelings. Because in one situation, we're talking about a system trying to educate people on really complicated situations that even like someone like myself, I've done a lot of research on this stuff. I'm only grasping a, a small portion of it because uh, there are people that are a lot smarter than me that are, you know, going through all of this data, you know, but fact or I'm sorry, feelings are real. We all feel them. Exactly. How can you not care about the feelings of another that's fucking weird, man. That's a, really fucking weird. There was a whole story um, on Lester Holt tonight where he was interviewing people talking about the levels of depression and anxiety that teens are dealing with now, um, oh, you know, know, this whole situation. And, you know, fucking just fuck politics, man. I don't give a fuck about where you stand on that as far as like. You have to you have to be able to be compassionate to understand that when you were that age, if you had to deal with all of oh. this going on at the pinnacle of your your formative years, yeah, you think about all these kids that had promising sports scholarships that I know you know and and back when you were in high school, man, like fucking it felt like everything. I remember that shit. I fucking hated high school, but it felt like the most important part of my life all the time. (laughs) It was never ending. It was everything was level 10 all the time. 
like right. amplified giant. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I was actually, it's funny that you bring that up. Cause I was just saying that the other night that I'm like, man, I am grateful that I'm not 17 right now right. because I, it's hard enough as an adult dealing with this and as a person with anxiety and who is a little bit germaphobe already and like the, and then deals with bouts of depression or whatever to have this and be a teenager. I, I don't know how I'd get through it. Right. You know, even, even the college age teens, like my cousin was just about to start college and this shit hit. And so all those experiences, all those first times of like just speaking to people as an adult, learning how to deal with different personalities that don't adhere to the same structure that you have for your entire life. All of that is stunted right now for countless teens. And of course they're going to be feeling that anxiety. Of course they're going to be feeling all that stress and it might turn into suicidal thoughts. And for anybody to be callous about that, for anybody to just sit, just, just sit there and say, look, you know, just suck it up. We're all dealing with it. That's just so unfeeling. And that's not the type of person that I want to be. No, definitely not. And that's not the type of person I want to be around at all. Right. I don't want those people in my life. Because there's something that, like I said, there's something, it's weird. There's something wrong with that. Yeah. You know, if someone is that way, I'm not talking about a person who's like more guarded with their feelings or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who are specifically like, fuck your feelings, fuck you. Like, you know, that type of person who just doesn't care. Or even if they don't care, they some of them even take pleasure in like that. Every instinct in my body goes, I need to run away from this person. Something's wrong with them. I don't know if it's like an evolutionary thing that's like, <laughs> that person's going to murder you or what. But like, I do not trust them. And there is something that, so that's why when I say like, there's we like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. What I mean is like, there's that gut instinct, something inside of me is going, that person is not trustworthy. You need to remove them from your life immediately. Right. Right. I don't need any sociopaths hanging out with me, not knowing. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but I do want to be clear that I'm not talking about people that are guarding their feelings or more reserved or whatever. Like that's a totally different thing. If you're that kind of person, you're fine. Yeah. You you care. You're just you don't necessarily like like show it the same way you know as what we're describing or whatever. Totally different things. So I mean, don't there, yeah, them. yeah. There in, there are intricacies to everything. You yes. know, I understand that people some people uh, skew towards introverted. Some people are extroverted. Some are a mixture right. of both in yeah. various levels and environments. Completely understood. Um, yes. But. Yeah, if you're just one of those assholes that's just uncaring for anybody else, then what do you expect to happen when you're in need? And that shouldn't I, even really be the, the reason. But I also am, if you are one of those people, why are you listening to this podcast right now? How did now? you make How? it this far? How? <laughs> Wow, we are the most like sensitive little babies here. We are sensitive babies, and we love each other and people so much. We we are so full of love and compassion and empathy. How did you make it this far? I'm just genuinely amazed. They must be I'm in the kind, car. I'm almost proud of you. 
Yeah. Are you like an alien <laughs> observing the hu- like the humans? I don't know. That's very strange. They must be in a car with somebody else, and we just started an argument. So to our to our loyal listeners and those who turned us on in the first place, I apologize to you. To the one that's being an asshole right now, fuck you. Go back to listen to the last podcast on the left. I'll give a fuck. Um. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> You should have said, like, Joe Rogan, don't come after last podcast. Look, I fucking man, love last podcast. Until they put us on their network, fuck them. I don't give a fuck oh, about okay. Last well, that's a different kind of vendetta. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if those guys want to come on our show and defend their honor, they are more than welcome to. Anyway, guys, tweet at last podcast. Tell them we want to be on their network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. <laughs> So, let's get into some... We have some gaming-related news again. So, you want to get into video games? Especially since you got got all the the games. How's your your games? So, yeah. um, Last last week, we spoke about um, the the Xbox being there. And, yeah. the continue. The spare box is back. Uh, I sent that one back. I, I, I let it back out into the wild. To let somebody else try to find it because I, I don't I don't upsell. That's not what we're doing right now. I did not think you would ever upsell it. I was thinking that you might try to see if a friend wanted to buy it, like MSRP. Yeah, and I did, and nobody nobody bid on the Xbox because right. uh, you know it, look PlayStation is is definitely the tastier carrot. I understand. You know Xbox understands that they're the second runner up. They're the Daphne to the Velma, or the Velma to the Daphne, depending on your preference. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy the Xbox so far. It's it's a fucking brick of a system. It's heavy as hell. Um, but, you know, to be fair, you're only going to pick it up once or twice, like, ever. Maybe, How much does it weigh? Oh, it's like 10 pounds. It's heavy. Damn. Yeah. But the PS5 me. is even heavier and taller. It's crazy because that thing doesn't I look that really big. I really do not like how tall it is. Yeah. I've seen lots of pictures and I'm like, guys, I would have much rather they went with like the Xbox design of it being wider. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they did a, um, a teardown of it on, on video and it was just mm-hmm. to show you like, look, we had to fit a lot of stuff into this, everybody. So this is why it's designed like this. And it's, it is aesthetically pleasing. Um, somebody... Uh, well, I'm sure lots of people have made this observation, but I keep seeing it pop up now. Uh, it looks like a building that you would see in Dubai, kind of, yeah. which yeah. all the PlayStations kind of have that in common. They do have that, like, very I, future futuristic architectural structure to them. I can't unsee the Avengers look. <laughs> the Avengers uh, endgame time travel suits yes, look. Yes. I can't unsee that. Yeah. That's that's a that's an astute observation. But back to the Xbox for a second. Um, fortunately, mine has not caught fire. I've seen uh, some Fuck. rare scenarios. Some people uh, have taken video of theirs smoking. But some of those are suspect because people have also been bragging about blowing vape smoke into the fan on top of the Xbox just to like make the smoke blow around and look cool and shit. So don't do that. Yeah. And don't X- do that. Xbox even had to tweet that out. Like, hey, I can't believe we have to tweet this, but don't blow vape smoke into your gaming systems. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Fucking. So yeah. The, the People games, are. Ugh. The games themselves. We spoke a couple weeks ago about Game Pass and how they were really beefing up that service in anticipation of the release. Yeah. And let me tell you, 
there's so much to play on there. It's it's just overwhelming almost. Uh, there's nothing really exclusively like necessary on there right now. Uh, if you're an, if you're a Halo fan, those are all there. If you're a Gears fan, those are all there. They're adding DLC for for Gears like every day. They just announced today that my boys, the New Day, are gonna be in Gears of War Five as uh, as hidden characters. So that's gonna be cool, cool. to see them. Yeah. And they're going to be as just like colorful and vibrant as always in that weirdly dreary world. So that'll be fun to see how they do that. Um, yeah, but it's it's a great system. Um, the UI is exactly the same. If you are trying to determine which system to get to play all your, your apps, like your Showtime, your HBO, that sort of thing, those all work out of the box with the Xbox. Because it's the same user interface, it's the same basic uh, you know uh, software. So gotcha. all that stuff still works perfectly. No issue. Can't say the same about PS5. Now, PlayStation has always been about their presentation. They've always been about uh, giving you a special experience that only they can provide. And unfortunately, that means that they made a deal with some streaming services uh, to highlight over others. And in this case, it's uh, Netflix, Spotify, YouTube, not YouTube TV, and Disney+. Plus. So if you're looking for other streaming services right now, they're not available. That, uh, okay. They'll probably yep, be available. Yep, exactly. They'll probably be available at a later time. But let's talk about the games a little bit for PlayStation 5. One thing that wasn't clear to me when I was getting ready to get this thing is that they have a, uh, you can call it a tech demo. It's like a very short platformer game called Astro's Playroom. And uh, Astrobot's Playroom, I think. Yeah. And um, it's just that little Astrobot guy that you see. Uh, they they usually have it tied to the VR stuff, but now it's just like a, a mascot for PlayStation. Okay. And yeah, like you're playing through these levels. And as if it's as if you're going through these worlds that are comprised of all the bits and pieces of the previous Xbox system, or rather PlayStation systems. Hmm. So... You're jumping around through through grass and stuff like that, and all the little blades of grass are made from those green connector strips that you see inside, and oh, everything's made of cool. microchips. And you see like the uh, the different peripherals like playing uh, you know role yeah. in there too. So there's four different worlds that you explore, and each world represents a different PlayStation system. And That's when you cute. get to the end of it, you see all these other robots just kind of partying and playing games and stuff like that. And then you'll see in the background as the sky, it'll be like the home screen to like PlayStation 3 or something like that. And the same music that would play in the background is playing there too. Hmm. So it's just very nostalgic to go through all these, uh, all these yeah. levels. And as you go through the levels too, you see, uh, the robots cosplaying as these different <laughs> characters throughout PlayStation history, like Laura Croft, uh, the Tekken fighters. There's even, like, Soul Reaver is in there. I was surprised to see that. <laughs> Nathan Drake, of course. Yeah, it's that's just, cool. Yeah, all kind of Easter eggs, all kind of fun. It's a fun game to play, too, and that that's one of the one of the, uh, one of of the the best ways to test out your system, too. It, it, it puts it through its paces. There's so much more you can do with this controller now, and I don't know how clear they made that in the advertising. Um, they have uh, the, the trigger buttons now. They can set resistance. So if you pull it back halfway while you're pulling a gun or something like that, 
uh, gun trigger, it'll um, give you a little bit of resistance when you're pulling it, like if you're firing a real gun or something. Weird. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, like if you're trying to make the the robot blast off in a rocket or something, you can like feel the rumble through the triggers and stuff like that, and it gets what? harder to pull back as you go. It's kind of cool. That's fascinating. Yeah. What uh, what about the Xbox controller? Xbox controller is basically the same. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah, curious. It's basically the same. I mean, it, it it is a little bit more grippy. I'll say that. Like there's um there's ridges on the bottom and on the triggers, almost if you know if it was like uh, 3D printed or something like that. Like that type of right. uh, granularity. Texture. Yeah. That type of texture. Yeah. It's kind of got that same feel, but in, in a good way. It's, it's like by design. So it sounds like you would recommend the PS5. I would recommend the PS5. Um, there's more to do on it right now as far as gaming goes. But if you're just going straight out the gate and you're looking for something to stream with, Xbox Series X is the way to go. It's, right. you know, it's got the best install uh, for your apps, for your gaming. Like, there's just so much to do on there. But yeah, if you're just looking to get a new game system, PS5, definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not in the market for either of them, and I don't think I will be for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would guess that's I would guess like the holiday bundles for next year would be yeah. when I would be looking into getting it up, and I would probably get a PS5. It'll be there for you. I mean, you and I. Both, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. What I meant to say is that, like, yeah, they'll they'll definitely price it to own next year. This is the, you know, hey, let's throw these test monkeys out there to see, you know, what's wrong yeah, with the system. And, <laughs> and I'm super excited about, like, you getting it. And then my friend or our, our friend Ryan is also getting one eventually once he finds one. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited, like, just to hear about it and, you know to know like that everyone else is getting it it is pretty cool yeah uh but you know i i'm in no rush to get one i'm still enjoying my ps4 Mm -hmm. and my xbox when i have time to play them one more detail to bring up um a lot of the games have that uh that free upgrade by the way uh so miles morales in particular like if you get that on ps4 you'll own the ps5 version too when you pop it in there that is a really big deal yeah Absolutely. You know, that that creates more value to the system. So I like that. Definitely. Like when I bought it uh, digitally on the PS5, it gave me the choice to download either the PS4 version or the PS5 version. And I I guess the the only difference really is the graphic quality. But um, yeah, I was playing that in 60 frames per second. And let me tell you, it's 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 going to be miraculous to behold. Once you get it on PS5, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was watching some video of it. And it looked pretty, pretty damn cool. Oh man, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole other conversation. That game, it's it's so much fun. But yeah, uh, I'm excited for people that are getting that over the holidays and folks that are going to get to experience that for the first time. PlayStation always knows how to make it feel like an event. So yeah, that's definitely yeah. that's going to be cool. <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of holidays, one of the gaming news things, I was looking over Black Friday ads just out of curiosity. I didn't even know that was going to be a thing. Uh, And I actually talked to a Target employee about this recently. They were saying that they're not doing a traditional Black Friday. Most of these aren't. They're doing online and they're doing like small 
mini events in the weeks leading up to it to so as to keep everything safe and socially distanced. Mm-hmm. Except <laughs> Of course. Except for GameStop. Of course. Who is going to do in person? Why can't Black they Friday. just die? <laughs> Why can't they do it online? There's no fucking reason. This is bullshit. Yeah. It is bullshit. Their the website employees. sucks too. God. Yeah. It does suck. I hate them. I hate the fact that they bought ThinkGeek before they started, like, you know, just... And then they just shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. ThinkGeek was one of the few, like, nerdy, like, product stores that got respect like that, yeah. you know? Because over the years, they would do the the uh, April Fool's Day stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, if there was enough, like, public demand, they would try to make some of those products real. Yeah, they made quite a few of them. They box Box lunch is not bad now. Yeah, yeah. They're okay. But yeah, I agree. That sucks. Um, don't don't go to stores, guys, for Black Friday. Don't fucking do that. Don't no. buy into any of this bullshit. No. It's too dangerous this year. Don't fucking do it. And all you're doing is helping their no. bottom line. All you're not you're not really saving money. They're yeah. they're doing one of two things. They're either marking down products that they've recently marked up, or they're giving right. you shitty products to get you in the door, and then that's sold out, so you buy something else because you're there anyway. See, they're they're losing all of that. So And they're gonna run online ads too. Right. Like just shop if you really need like that video game or whatever, just go through Target's website or whatever. Don't, don't go in person. And it makes me sad because I like going and hanging out with Eric and stuff and, and going out and doing Black Friday just for the experience of it. But we're not doing that. Nah. You know, it's it's one of those things, too. Like, there's a um, a mall here, Woodfield Mall, where Dee and I would go on, on Black Friday. Uh, we went a couple of times. And mm-hmm. after that, we're just like, okay, we've done it. But the main draw of that wasn't even really the shopping. It was the fact that Nintendo would set up a kiosk there every year for you to try out their newest products. Right. And it was just so much fun just, like, trying that stuff out and seeing the kids' faces as they're playing, like, Pokemon, Pokken, and stuff like that. It was great. (laughs) Yeah, last year I I only went to one place because my brother and his family were in town. I just ran up to GameStop and got Resident Evil 2. You know, like, I was just like, I just really want this game. So I'm just running up there real quick. Mm -hmm. I was, I was there. It was let, like, it was like 45 minutes all said and done. And now, wait, you know, I waited in line for a while. How much did they try to upsell you on that? On what? Like, just when you got in there, did they try to get you to pick anything else up? Nah. Okay. Okay. They were. I, I have, I'm a nice person, but I have a fuck off face. Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes <laughs> that, that is pretty efficient, and I'm just like, okay. And they seem to they seem to read it where they're like, oh, you don't want to you don't want to deal with me, and I'm like, no, I don't. So you just okay, I'm good, bye. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Other news. Uh, apparently, Capcom had a a huge leak. Capcom. Capcom. So they had, earlier this month, apparently they had a massive privacy breach that targeted specific systems such as email, uh, and this is from Game Informer, by the way, and uh, project services. So the company confirmed that there was this leak, and, you know, they're trying to, like, deal with this, but it's basically leaking what is coming up for this year for them. Oh, shit. 
this upcoming year. So it's kind of like a Sony situation, uh, huh? Yes. So it was a compiled list on Resetera. I don't know how you pronounce that. Notes which uh, the games that have been included in the Massive League. So um, there's a new Resident Evil multiplayer game referenced by Project Highway Villager Online. I don't know. An <laughs> okay. unannounced Switch game called Guillotine and more. <laughs> um, one of the findings was the demo for Resident Evil Village, nice. which will debut just before it's launched, planned in April of 2021. Mm. Um, and it says, according to the emails, it's set for current-gen release as well. Uh, they also found that Resident Evil 4 for the Oculus Rift could be coming, uh, could be announced soon, in addition to the aforementioned multiplayer experience for Resident Evil Village. Hmm. So, which they're saying that Resident Evil Village is going to have a battle royale component. <clears throat> wow! So they're they're never letting go of Resident Evil. They're they're going to keep milking ever. that. At least the name, you know, because it seems like the games they're putting out now don't really have much to do with you know the Umbrella Corporation or any of that stuff. It's just like, hey, it's no. a spooky game. Let's call it Resident Evil. Yeah. The um the documents also claim that there are going to be new Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise, and Monster Hunter Stories 2, which okay. will be arriving on PC post-console launch October of 2021. Mm. Uh, it says Devil May Cry 2 source code was also found alongside Umbrella Chronicles, in mm. addition to paperwork that looks like Resident Evil 7 DLC that will have a timed exclusivity agreement with Sony. Jesus, they got a lot of info on this. Yeah. I briefly glanced over this article before putting it in here, but they got, I mean, they're, the fact that they're having, they found out timed exclusivity agreements with Sony, they found <laughs> fucking contracts. Like, wow. that's nuts. <laughs> it's somehow Capcom, Sony. Or, uh, Capcom's going to sue the shit out of whoever did this. Sony is involved once again <laughs> with this hack shit. Uh, but yeah, I guess a, a Resident Evil remake, four remake, might be a thing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I didn't they're, think... they're remaking all of them, so yeah, they're kind of just going down That's the like list. The most popular at this point. Right. 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 Well, that's uh, that's a lot from Capcom. <laughs> what are yeah, you? Yeah. So they're saying 2021 for Resident Evil four remake. Okay. I mean, people are going to play these games whether or not they're leaked. It's unfortunate that that happened. I feel bad that, uh, you know, somebody decided to be nosy and get in there. I mean, what were you hoping to find from Capcom anyway in a leak like that? Like, I know, really? right? What, Mar Marvel vs. Capcom 5? Oh, that's not going to happen anytime soon because the last one did so terribly. And yeah. really, would you want it to happen? Would you really? Um, yeah, Mega Man? Nope, they don't like Mega Man, so they're not doing that. Street Fighter, they're still milking Street Fighter Five for all they can. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a weird story. I debated even like, do we want to play it? But I did watch the foot or play it, uh, talk about it. But I did watch the footage for Resident Evil Four or not Resident Evil Four. I'm sorry, Resident Evil Village, mm -hmm. and it looks like it's the village from Four. Oh wow! It looks pretty cool. From I what I saw of it. <laughs> when I saw the name of it, I'm like, oh, cool. Is it like Animal Crossing? Is it like, you know, you try to, like, you know, live in a village and yeah. friend zombies? And... 
Yeah. Grow flowers. That's definitely the game, Matt. Awesome. That's what the people want. That's what they want. Yeah. <laughs> Capcom's been known to make an obscure, like, goofy game every now and then. Once in a blue moon. Like, um, I think for Street Fighter's anniversary one year, they made a Mega Man title where you were taking on all of the uh, the original Street Fighter characters, but they were Mega Man robots. Sorry, I was taking a drink. Oh, I don't know. What, I don't know anything about Mega Man. Okay, so traditionally in the Mega Man games, you take on eight robot masters that were created by Doctor Wily to take over the world, and they yes. have such creative names as Gutsman and Cutsman and Bombman. So literally, all of those could be porn names. Continue. Pretty much. So they kind of just wear what they are on their sleeve. And then once you kill, or rather destroy, these robot masters, then... Once you get up in them guts, continue. Once you get up in them guts, you gain the abilities that those robots have. And you use them in an elaborate rock-paper-scissors type game to defeat the other robot masters. So you can play the levels in any order, but if you have the weapon to beat that boss, you've gained it from a previous boss. You know what I'm trying to say. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of cool in that regard. But the games are super difficult. Anyway, they made one with the Street Fighter characters for some reason. They didn't sell it. They didn't even advertise it hardly. They just put it out on PC for a limited time. And if you got it, you got it. And now it's gone forever. That makes sense. Yep. Because that's something no one would ever want to give $5 for on Switch. No. No. (laughs) And the countless Mega Man collections that have come out since then... Uh, you know, hey, don't don't put that on there or anything. That's not something extra people would want, you know, that would make them pay for the same collection. I was going to say they would buy it, like, they'd buy double up, like, mm-hmm. for that. Jesus. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't understand Capcom's hatred of Mega Man. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, this is obviously a Mega Man fan trying to find out for themselves what was going on. And they were greeted by a wall of Resident Evil. Yeah, poor Mega Man fans. It sounds like they can't catch a break. <laughs> oh, that did not sound good. Speaking of breaking, no, I'm fine. What was that? Oh, my keys. Oh, okay. <laughs> Probably it legit sounded like glass on it's my end. Something I shouldn't have near the microphone while podcasting. That's <laughs> okay. No one cares. No. This is the content you all pay for. That's right. So moving on from video, video game news. Yeah. I think that's about it for our video game news. To, we're going to talk about the Schneider Cut. Let's I'm do sorry. It. Let's do it. I'm sorry. We have to talk about the Schneider Cut again because All I just. Moody and black and white and avant-garde. Let's talk about it. I could not not talk about this because after all of this shit about the Schneider Cut and, and that, that news that got us so excited. We were like, oh my God, they're going to be filming new stuff and they're doing all this, this like footage and everything. Zack Schneider said that there's maybe four minutes of new footage. Four minutes of new footage. So, what? Yeah. (laughs) Four minutes. He's recutting. He's got a lot of footage that they never used. They left on the cutting room floor. So, I'm assuming when he says there's four minutes of new footage... He's he's specifically say this is I I will this is the quote 
I will say in the end, there's going to be about four or five minutes of additional photography for the entire movie. So, so that means that doesn't mean that like there's only four or five minutes of new footage being added. That means that there's four or five minutes of stuff that they have to go film now to put into this movie. There's probably way more. I mean, there has to be because he's cutting four hours of it. Right. You know, there's a lot that they've already filmed that's just sitting there for him to use. So you will see more than four minutes of new footage because obviously it's going to be four fucking hours long. But with all of this hype and mm-hmm. all of this money and all this talk about going back, basically going back into production. Yeah. Four minutes. That's it. This has seemed like Refilming some of the Superman stuff alone. This has seemed like a bad idea to me. Since jump, since they announced it, I knew I got hype. I got hype, uh, but now I'm scared. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's no way it's gonna satisfy the, the fanboys. There's no way it's going to satisfy the Snyder Cut, um, you know, loyalists. We'll call them um, because this isn't even the original vision at this point. This isn't anything that he filmed. They're bringing back. First of all, they gave him more money to finish these scenes. Now, understanding that, you know, that probably counts for special effects and, you know, just time spent working on it, understood, understandable. But they're bringing back Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Ray Fisher, and uh, fucking Jared Leto, who wasn't even in the original film, who had no intention of being in the original version. Zack Snyder himself has come out in interviews and said, yeah, you know, I wanted to mess around with the Joker, but I decided not to. But... Hey, since I had this opportunity, why not? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, $70 million. Unconfirmed reports. Have it a $70 million additional to get them in. Christ. I don't know what this is for. Whose ego is this for at this point? Just Zack Snyder's, I it's guess? It's for HBO Max, man. It's to sell more subs. And it's not leading anywhere. I mean, all this buildup, all this hype, this is supposed to be the jumping off point for... So many spinoffs and so many other films in this universe, and they've basically washed their hands of it at this point. Why are we dwelling on this? I don't know. I I mean, when I thought when they when I thought they were going to film a lot more of it, I was like, okay, this kind of makes sense to me. Now I don't fucking know. (laughs) This this has taken a very weird turn. Very weird. I don't know, man. I just. I wanted to get. I want them to get it over with. He's saying like, "Oh yeah, I wanted this to be two films at one point." Like, "Oh my god, please just make it stop. Just get it out there. I'm I'm ready yeah. for it to be over." Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch it, but I don't have high expectations anymore. I mean, I'm not saying I had high expectations. I was ex- more excited for it. Now, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm back to being like, okay, whatever. Like I. I appreciate and enjoy the work of many of the people involved in this film, even Zack Snyder to a certain extent. But man, it's time. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Agreed. Wrap it up. Let's be done with that. I just had to bring that up because I was like, what the fuck? Like, four minutes? (sighs) Whatever. (laughs) HBO Max. Another HBO Max story. Uh, Conan is moving to HBO Max. The Adventures was just announced today. Yes. God damn it. Um, Conan is ending his show on TBS. 
and he is moving to HBO with uh, HBO Max specifically with a weekly show. That'll be a good fit, I think. I agree. Um, he's still going to do Conan Without Borders though for TBS. Oh, okay. So he's going to be doing those like little mini series things that he's been doing. But yeah, I'm a big fan uh, of his. I always have been. I just don't give him much time anymore, just because my my nightly viewing it, isn't really occupied by uh, talk shows like it used to be. Yeah, you know? agreed. Yeah, like I'm I'm glad for him and. I appreciate that he's so flexible. I appreciate that he doesn't burn bridges wherever he goes, whatever he does. Yeah. He jokes about it, obviously. But just the fact that he came back to NBC uh, once Jimmy Fallon started doing The Tonight Show to get um, uh, Triumph, the insult comic from behind the couch, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I think (laughs) that – I don't know. I think it'll be interesting – I, I feel like the weekly format just works better nowadays. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how they do the daily grind. But, you know, if they want to, they want to, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good it's a good formula for John Oliver. Um, I could see Conan being successful. Samantha B. Samantha B, yeah. yeah. I could see Conan being successful. Yeah, the Daily Show model isn't really lucrative anymore. No, because of streaming services, it's kind of changed everything. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited for Jon Stewart's show as well, because, you know, he's launching his weekly show Yeah. as well. I think that's coming next year. Can't wait, can't wait. I also don't know if that's a series or a, a, just a mini-series. Um, I think it's going to be a series, hopefully. We'll see. It is I mean, HBO, though, correct? Yeah, it is a... Oh, no. Uh, HBO is killing it right now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll have to see. I mean, HBO has always been good. Yeah. Like, they've always been great content, but it seems like they're buying up more things now. They're really trying to be a powerhouse, like... Like, okay, fuck you, Netflix. (laughs) Like, like we're taking over again. We're taking our rightful spot back. Yeah. Maybe it's that Game of Thrones money. Just rolling in it. It's like Game of Thrones FU money. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Uh, We've got two more things to cover here. I'm going to let you pick which one. Do you want to complain about Instagram or do you want to talk about movie soundtracks? <laughs> Let's talk about movie soundtracks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this was a cool poll that came out. Yeah. Um, one soundtrack has to go. Mm-mm-mm. Now, you made a different version of this. I did because I felt like it was unfair. I felt like it was very unfair to one movie in particular. So um, uh, I am Braddy B on Twitter. Uh, she put up a poll for four Disney films. Says one soundtrack has got to go, and those those four movies were Aladdin, Mulan, Hercules, Lilo and Stitch. Right now, and, I can and people are gonna pick Lilo and Stitch. Exactly, I think exactly because I can name specific songs off of every soundtrack. I can even probably sing a little bit of each one of those songs. Lilo and Stitch didn't have any songs on their soundtrack except for like some Elvis cuts they they pulled out, you know. They they did, but um, it wasn't like a musical. No, no, definitely not. So I feel like it Lilo did have and a Stitch. Score on stuff. It's a yeah, it had a score, but it wasn't like a soundtrack. It's like 
it had a different, it's different. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a different vibe than those other three films. So I thought it was only fair to swap out Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch, by the way, uh, rated 43.9% on the poll that she put up. Um, I thought it fair to swap out Lilo and Stitch for The Lion King on my poll. Yeah. God, now that's, that is definitely more difficult. That is definitely more difficult. So automatically. Okay. You know, I just did this poll today, so we got a little bit of, we got a little bit of traction on there. Now, one's gotta go. One's gotta go. That is the rule. That's the rule. So my choices are Aladdin, Hercules, Mulan, and The Lion King. So. I, I initially thought about swapping out Hercules because I felt like that wouldn't perform very well. But surprisingly, no, Hercules is the shit. It's so, so good. I, you know what? The only the only trepidation I had was like, I want to put Tarzan in here. Which one can I take out? But I couldn't make a decision because mm. I I love all of these movies. I love them all, and I think they all have good songs on the soundtrack. But yeah, absolutely. You know. I, I couldn't I couldn't make a decision, so I'm like, fine, fine, fine. We'll just take out Lilo, put Lion King in there, because Lion King is definitely the way to go. And I was yeah. right, following my gut with that, because Lion King, out of this poll, zero votes. Nobody yeah. voted for Lion King having to go. Because you fucking can't, man. <laughs> you can't. No. Uh-uh. You can't pick Lion King. You know, you got, you got Broadway what? powerhouses on there. You know, I know. You got Sir Elton, Elton John. John. Yeah. yeah. You can't you can't fuck with Lion King soundtrack. You can't. Hey. You can't fuck with it. What uh so what was the results of the poll? So the results Or do we want to do ours first? Well, I'll tell you the results, you tell me if you agree. Okay. Alright, so like I said, Lion King zero percent. Aladdin eight point three percent said Aladdin gotta go. Okay. Um Hercules, forty one point seven percent. Wow, breaking my heart. And then Continue. Mulan, fifty percent said that one. People were okay never hearing that one again. Uh, I agree. Mm. Mulan is my pick to go. I think because it was later, and, and I love Mulan, but like I, 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 I think that the choice. The, first of all, it's not going to be Aladdin, and it's not going to be The Lion King. Yeah, those are two like two of my favorites. They're they're not going. Power so House. the choices would be between Hercules. And Mulan, and I flat out like Hercules better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the the muses. You can't you can't go wrong with the muses. I was gonna say, yeah, like the gospel truth. Come on, yeah, that alone. Yeah, and then of course, the reason why it would be hard for me to pick Mulan would be because Donny Osmond was on the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you you can't argue that Mulan is not amazing. Like I, nobody. You know, nobody's against Mulan in this situation, but goddamn, Hercules yeah. was is a great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the other the other part of Mulan, the fact that uh, Jackie Chan, who voiced uh, the character in, in in another market, he he sang the song as well. So you're you're voting to get rid of Hercules then? Is that what you're saying? Oh. I'm, t- I'm saying I have a difficult choice here, and I've been thinking right. about it all day. I guess I got to go with Mulan because Hercules, the gospel truth, you know, uh, it's good. It's such a good song. It's such a good it's, song. <laughs> the whole soundtrack is good too. It's yeah. not just that song. Like that is the best song, but like 
the whole, the whole freaking soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. I just love that movie. I love the character designs. Like, I, I love everything about that movie. Zero to Hero? Come on. Come on. Yes. Go the distance. I. The best. It's too good. It's too good. So, I, just by volume alone, Hercules has three songs that I really love. Mulan only has two. Right. I'm going to have to go with Mulan. Mulan got to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a difficult decision, but I agree. Mulan yep. got to go. Yep, yep. For those playing at home, I'll Make a Man Out of You and A Girl with Fighting For it are the two songs from Mulan that I really enjoy. Yeah. And they're, and they're really good. Like, and it's a really good movie, but that doesn't mean, eh, I don't know. I'm just, it's a diff, I, I, first of all, I very much agree with you taking out Lilo and Stitch in this situation because even though Lilo and Stitch is great and I love that movie, it's, it's not the same as like these specific musicals. Music is involved in Lilo and Stitch, but it's not a musical. Right. Right. Um, every song in Aladdin. Every song in Aladdin is a good song. Yeah, same with Lion King. You know? I mean, <laughs> at that point I wasn't like, oh yeah, the Lovey Dovey songs are the best, but Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Oh, just the so way, good. The way it was set up with Timon and Pumbaa just acting like little spoiled boys who are losing their friend to a girl. Like, it's just perfect the way it's set up. I know. I love it. A Whole New World is kind of schlocky, but it's a good song. It's a beautiful song. I like schlocky. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, Friend Like Me. I mean, you can't... <sighs> I know. You you can't touch those. You that That's the thing. Like it, it would have almost been more fair to get rid of those <laughs> and to put in other ones like Tarzan and stuff like that because there are some that are on another level that can never be touched. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, I would even say Little Mermaid hasn't really aged well as far as the soundtrack goes. I haven't seen it in a really long time. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I know I'd remember every line if I rewatched of it or course. whatever. But... <laughs> it's like muscle memory. You just, yeah. yeah. You know? But it's just not one that I've revisited. Yeah. And then some of those movies, I'm like, you know, I'm just not going to revisit it because... In however many years, I'll end up having kids, and I'll watch it 20 fucking billion times, and I'll be yeah. done with it. Yeah. I'm glad that um, Mary Poppins wasn't out here, because shit, that would have been so hard, because I love all the songs <laughs> on Mary Poppins, too. Agreed. <laughs> so, yeah, difficult choices, y'all. Let us know what you think, what, what mm-hmm. you, you would have kicked out of the crew. Whatever you want to say it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> type that now. Anyway. I know. Yeah. Instagram's update sucks. Yeah, that's kind of it on that. Yeah. I really want them to change it back, so maybe tweet them. Just fucking bully the shit out of them. Yes. Use another. Don't do that. Use I'm, not, another... I'm not condoning that. Don't don't sue me. No one sue me. I always feel bad for the social media guy that runs those accounts. It's like, man. Yeah, be nice to that guy, but let him know that you fucking hate it. Everyone hates it. I haven't talked to a single person who likes it. Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing as fuck. And oh. then Twitter decided to upgrade whatever this thing is today. Yeah. What is this? They have something called, what is it, uh, Faces? Feces? Uh, it's stories. I don't Features? know. Features? Feats. They call them feats. F-E-A-T-S. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's basically stories. Yes. It's just stories. I don't get it. Why are we doing this? Why are you guys breaking something that ain't, you know, I don't like it. In Star Wars news, uh, and somehow also real life news, uh, the SpaceX crew has made it to the International Space Station. Oh, yes. And they bought a stowaway with them in the form of one, the child from The Mandalorian. That's right. So I can watch those, la- like if it's clear night, I can watch the launch from the backyard here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got to do that. That's really cool. It was really cool. That's really cool. So you got to see little Yodito go to space. Yeah. I love that. I love that Baby Yoda went to space. That makes me happy. Me too. I wonder what kind of Baby Yoda it was. Was it like one of the talking ones or something like that? I bet it was like a Target toy. I hope so. Because, yeah, if it's like the moving one. Nah. That would freak me the fuck out as an astronaut, you know, like if I'm trying to do my I bet job. I it was one of their kids gave him a baby Yoda or something like that. And I hope it wasn't the one that comes with the with the knob as well from the oh. show because then you're thinking, what the fuck is this from? Imagine and then... <laughs> if you took ba- your kid's baby Yoda to space and then brought it back to them. Oh man. What <gasps> what, a, what an amazing story. What an amazing story yeah, you'd have that's to tell. What man. Someone's kid is going to have a baby Yoda that was in space. From space. <laughs> That's so cool. I want a baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. I almost have trouble watching that show sometimes because I'm like, I just want you be it's, my baby. It's kind of great because even episodes where, you know, in this in this most recent season, they have episodes that don't necessarily focus on the child. Like he's yeah. along for the ride. But the way that they film it, they cut to him sometimes as if to say to the audience, hey, look, guys, he's okay. I know you're worried. He's still okay. Let's get back to the story. Come on. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Like, I get panicky. <laughs> there was one scene in last week's episode in particular that I was yeah. like, no, I can't deal with this. This is stressing me out. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, Baby Yoda in space. How about that? <laughs> we love you, Baby Yoda. Thanks to Pauline. She sent me that, um, that yeah, video. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so um, no wall of weird this week because the world is weird enough as it is. So. Yeah. Yeah. No wall of weird. Yeah. But, you know, just look out the window. It's weird out there. That's right. Um, in in, in uh, half joking news, if LeVar Burton is being championed to take over for Jeopardy from our, our dearly departed uh, Alex Trebek. If I can talk, I'm really making a great case for what I'm about to say, too. If yes. LeVar Burton is taking over for our dearly departed Alex Trebek, that means that the Reading Rainbow show is without a captain. And I'm throwing my hat in the ring. Let me host Reading Rainbow. I will read a book. I will take a look. I will read the fuck <laughs> out of that rainbow. Don't say fuck, no, but okay. No. Yeah. Forget that part, guys. I'm... I'm a fan of this. Is LeVar Burton being considered? Um, there's a campaign, and he's retweeted it. So I think he'd be on board to be gainfully employed for the rest be, of his life. He'd be great at that. I think he, he would be, be too. That. Yeah. I I love LeVar Burton. I, I like, I'd like to watch him do more things on my television. Agreed. So, yeah. yes, please, let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, I'm I'm agree with that. I can't really think of anyone to host that show other than Trebek, but like that sounds like a good fit. Yeah, you know, 
yeah, I don't get anybody who's going to do it just like him. No, yeah. no, it has it has to be just like a a different kind person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. who's also smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who also takes the time to read the questions before the show. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, check us out on the social medias at Lex and Matt everywhere you want to be. Uh, check out our Patreon. Lots of stuff over there. Bonus episodes, fun surprises, games. No, no, no games. Mm-hmm. Short stories no, though. No, no games, but you know, fun. Fun for sure. Yeah. And uh, absolutely check out our friends at Scary Best Pod. Also at Scary Best on all the social meds. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, at Ravens podcast. I was just on that. So go check that out, that episode. And if you like One Tree Hill, go listen to that Definitely. show. Definitely. Yeah. All go right, nice guys. Uh, that's it for this week. As always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Bye.